0: Alrighty,
1: we're back after a little bit of a break, and this is Foxboro Files. It's a New England Patriots podcast hosted by obsessive Pats fans with zero football background. I'm your host, Dan Roach, alongside Zach Lacey and Mike Ayula. Fellas, how we doing?
2: Happy to be back, baby. Let's do it.
0: Absolutely. Thrilled to be back. Ready to get after a talk some Pats football.
1: Yeah, it's been a... Uh, they, they've, they've done a lot since we were last uh, on the air. Um, made a lot of signings, brought some guys back. We've also seen some people leave. So I think that's what we'll spend the most majority of this uh, episode on. Um, and we'll save some of the, the the moves that they're still to make for, for next week. I think we've got enough to catch up on. Um, we could start in with, with JC Jackson. I know they put a second-round uh, tender on him. And uh, just wondering, I know, what you guys thought of that. I think some people were saying they thought maybe they were daring teams to make an offer and try to steal JCUA.
0: Yeah. Um, my initial thoughts on that were that I think they are trying to move him uh, first round tender. I don't think you slap that on unless there is a clear indication that you're going to extend him barring getting a first round pick from a team. Um, and I guess the general policy is usually you just slap a second rounder, but you know, after hearing the recent rumors, I think they want to extend one of the two cornerbacks between Jackson and Gilmore. And it seems more likely that they would extend Gilmore, given that they couldn't get good value for him in the trade. So maybe they are just daring teams to try to come make a move for J.C. Jackson.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. With the signing of Jalen Mills, they're super deep at corner and safety now. So you got to move somebody. uh, Not going to be paying all these guys a whole bunch of money just to sit on the bench. Uh, Insurance policy is one thing, but other than that, they're definitely – Definitely looking to move somebody, and like Mike said, uh, more trade values, definitely the young guy right now.
1: Yeah, I I, I guess that wasn't my my reading um, of it. I think second round's pretty high, and you know I, I think maybe in a year where draft capital and con- people are looking at their books a little more tightly, uh, I just don't think that they, they thought they needed to put a first on them because I don't think they thought anyone would... Would really threaten him even with a second. Um, but hey, uh, so it could still happen. Hasn't happened as of yet, but um, maybe after the draft, if people don't get. Um, or or do, do you guys know the RFA tenders? Do they end after? Um, like, can you claim somebody after the, the draft, and then the second round pick is the next year's pick?
0: Um, I'm not quite sure how the. Oh Vasquez! Yeah, I'm watching
2: that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a fucking nuke.
1: He just tied, the to the the just tied the game.
0: Oh, that's hot. Um Yeah, sorry, I'm just imagining Vasquez hitting the nuke down here. It he was wasn't... a moon bomb. Oh he 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 only hits moon bombs. Anyways, back to football. Sorry. This this Red Sox interruption was brought to you by Ford. Cool. Anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure how RFA tenders work. Uh, I think it expires once the season starts. Um, it it could extend past this draft. I'm not 100% sure of that. I I think if a team were to move for him after the draft, it would be like giving up a second rounder next year. I I don't know, though. So I'd have to do some research into that.
2: Yeah, I have absolutely no idea why, what, when those end. Uh, I don't know. What's the? Why doesn't everybody just put first round tenders on people? Like what? What is
1: So I, I, I I'm pretty sure that um, the higher tender that you put on a guy, then you, the higher you pay them. So uh, they're you know it's advantageous for the Red Sox to put a lower round tender on Patriots. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's it's advantageous for the, for the Patriots to put a lower um, tender on uh, JC because then they pay him less. I think it's a difference of like a million bucks. I want to say off the top of my head, it's like. He's on the books for like three, five with the second round tender. And it could be like four, five or four, six with, the with a first round tender. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, something could still happen there. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, maybe I'll make a note to do some research on how the tender tender works out for for next week. Um, cool. What about, what about Marcus Cannon? Um, he was a guy who opted out for, for COVID reasons. Uh, And then, you know, he he was a piece that I think a lot of people thought would come back and and play a a significant role in in his offensive line. I I mean, people forget his last season he played, 2019, he was a pro bowler. um, And his contract was not outrageous. Uh, And I think he just didn't show up for that first sort of of physical after the COVID, um, kind of opting back in for for next season. And when he didn't show up, uh, they shipped him over to uh, Casario and the Texans for... Um, a sixth-round pick. Um, I mean, I, I, I'll start. I, I was a little, a little surprised, I guess, because you know, last time he played as a Pro Bowler, and then you turn him in on a, on a reasonable contract. He's not super old. He's 32, and uh, you know, he was a Pro Bowler. But um, you know, maybe maybe they didn't like what, what kind of shape he was uh, right now. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, but then they went out and got Trent Brown, who, when he was here, was the best right tackle in the league so i'm totally fine with it marcus cannon good player but if you don't show up the uh, bill doesn't tolerate that shit and you know took it off because of covid respect that but when you miss a you miss stuff and they can find somebody else elsewhere they'll move on from you they've shown that no matter who you are
0: yeah. God bless him. Good luck in Houston.
2: It's all yeah, yet. I mean, I mean,
1: we so so. I mean, what's transition over to Trent Brown? They went and they, they brought him in. They traded for him. Um, more sort of just a they. I don't think they gave up much at all to get him. Right? I have it in front of me. Trent Brown trade with the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I think that was more of a, like a salary acquisition because the Raiders need to clear some space, but I mean, people around the team, when, when he was here and, and after that great season, I mean, knew, they knew he was going to get a lot of money, but I mean, you had people like the Bedards and the Paul Perillos and, and people like kind of tapped in around new England who were saying, you know, you don't want anything to do with this guy. He, uh, I know it worked this year, but they were like, we don't know if we can repeat that. And it was a real, it was a real struggle to get him to do that. Um, I'm not – like, like I don't think it – he could he could fall on his face. Like, he just could. I mean, he had two real bad seasons. There's a, a motor question there, the between-the-ears issue. Um, I would not be surprised if he was an issue going forward, especially if you're not – without Tom Brady, you're not this winning force. Um, it's not going to be rainbows and sunshine if, uh, you know, you start losing games.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, he's five years younger than Cannon – he they gave up a fifth round pick for him and they got back a him brown and it's in a seventh round pick so i mean essentially you got rid of you got rid of cannon uh and for brown for a fifth and a sixth like kind of not super helpful pieces and you get a guy who's 5 years younger at the tackle position and cannon's probably coming to his, end of his Wits, anyways, at thirty-two, it's old for the NFL. Um, I they have a they have a lot on the offensive line, and Brown is shown to be when he's on to be one of the very best in the league. So, I like it. He was good here. That's all that matters to me.
0: When Trent Brown was in New England, I I think he played on the left side that one year, but he was an absolute brick freaking wall on the left side of the o-line you couldn't get around the guy he's 6'9 like 360 to 380 pounds you can't move him he's agile for his size like zach said he's five years younger than cannon i absolutely love the move he's he's a great tackle he's going to start on the right side and lock that down with mason you have the best right side of an o-line football now with brown and mason on that right side if they're both playing up to what they're capable of Put Anders back on the middle. Shift on Winter to his nice position of guard. Wynn can hold down left tackle. That old lines a brick wall. And he only solidifies that.
1: Yeah, I just, I just, I, I just, I worry that we're selling a little low on Cannon. I mean, if he if he showed up and he wasn't in football shape at all, um, then I don't mind moving on. Um, just seem kind of quick and. A little reminiscent of the Jimmy Jude trade in that, you know, Bill goes to the people that he knows, the people that he's tight with. Um, and instead of maximizing what you can return for a guy, you just flip him for what's what's there and what's easiest and what you know. Um, I mean, the guy was a pro bowler. He's got the winning pedigree. I know he's like a little older, but 32 is not outrageous at all. Um, so that's I mean, what I'll say. I mean,
2: Brown was a pro bowler at the same time that Cannon was.
1: Yeah, but then Brown fell on his face.
2: Yeah, and Cannon didn't play.
1: Yeah, but, uh, like, he took a year off for COVID reasons. He didn't just, like, suck, and then, like, I mean... Well,
2: Brown Brown was on the COVID list last
1: year, too, for a while. Yeah, but, I mean, Cannon's got a whole history of winning and being a good player and, and not being a whole head case and showing up on time for meetings and putting in the work. I mean, really, when you look at it, the anomaly for Brown is the year in which he played really well. The the His history is that he sucked and underperformed for a guy of his size and talent. They got a, a really good year of him, New England. Then the Raiders paid him, and then he went back to sucking and lounging around. I mean, Cannon, yeah, he took a year off for COVID, but when he's on the field, he's been great.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Just trying to get younger. The team's old. I think that I think that's gonna play that plays a big part in it. And Bill likes that's... Bill likes buying low on people after they have bad years. We know that, so.
0: Yeah. Patrick, so, Patrick, can I give a quick point? Yeah. Guys typically tend to play well in New England, leave, get paid, suck where they get paid. Then they come back here and they might not be as good as they were before, but they're still pretty damn good. Patrick Chung did it. Jamie Collins did it. Kyle Van Noy's trying to do it now. And Trent Brown's going to do it. I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly certain on Brown. This, this is just what these guys do, these middle of the road players who have high upside but also really low downside if they, if they don't play up to their potential. They come to New England and Belichick finds a way to get them to fit the system. Other teams see how well they play. They pay them exorbitant amounts of money. And they, pay, they play well but not up to what they played, up to the level that they played at in New England and those other places, making them not worth the contracts. So those teams cut them and they say, well, I'm getting the bag anyways. Might as well go back to where I enjoyed playing football and playing well. It's happened before. It's going to happen again with the two guys they brought back this offseason.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh, I hope from you're right. Gruden to Billichick too. I like that's a big difference in coaching.
1: Yeah, I hope you're right. Well, uh, there's something to watch with Cannon over there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a good year. Um, speaking, we'll, we'll stick with the offensive line. Uh, Tooney out the door. He's going to uh, – Casey got paid a boatload of money. Um I mean, sucks to lose a guy like that. Great player, um, but I just think that contract didn't make sense for the Patriots to do a year ago, and it didn't make sense for them to do it this year.
2: Yeah, he was never going to get that that contract in New England, um, especially with how good the rest of the rest of the guys in the line are. So, wish him all the best. Not really, because I hope the Kansas City sucks. But uh, good guy. We had a lot of fun here. Him and Andrews were fun together. Other than that, we'll see you.
0: Yeah, um, I love Tooney. Fantastic, top three left guard in the league. Um, But that—that's a lot of money for the guard position for someone who's 28 years old. um, Carries him into his early 30s uh, with with the Brown trade and on Weno being a natural left guard. It didn't make sense to bring him back for big money. Uh, You know, I knew it was going to happen and even though he's now playing for a team I don't like, I do hope Tunei at least plays well. He was always a good Patriot, um, hard worker, first class guy, always an organizational guy. And I'm glad for him that he got the bag and I wish him nothing but the best.
1: Yeah. Right there with you. I think it does, uh it does suck a little bit that, um, you don't get back anything for a player of that caliber, but um, you did free up the money and allowed you to make some other moves um, that we'll talk about here in a second, but yeah um terence brooks he he went to the the texans uh that's a name i think a lot of pat pats fans might not know terence brooks um he sneakily played a lot uh, last year um i think he was right around 40 percent 50 percent um of the snaps um he's someone that he gets out there and you, you don't he won't he, he doesn't make the highlight plays and, and things of that nature but I mean, he, he doesn't get burnt. He fills in, and uh, you just don't notice him because because he does his job. Um, he's not a stud by any means, but uh, that's a solid, solid depth piece that they're that they're going to lose. Um, I know they did bring in Mills, and um, they've got some depth back there. But, um, yeah, I mean, depth piece, not not the end of the world. That was just a, a little guy that I, I kind of liked a little bit. He's gone to the Texans. So I think that's a good signing for them.
2: Yeah, got to say, you said most, most Pats fans might not know. I have no idea who this guy is. doesn't look familiar at all. Um, I just looked him up. I Yeah, would have never picked him out of the lineup. you want to put 10 guys in front of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, he yeah, mean... sneakily played a, a good chunk of, of defensive snaps. Let's see if we can find the stat
2: here. To be fair, they sucked last year, so I didn't really pay attention uh, <laughs> as closely as I should have.
0: I mean, good good for Brooks for, you know.
2: Staying in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're only getting paid in this player. So good for him for getting a contract and getting into a situation where he's probably going to get a lot of reps on the defense. Uh,
1: yeah, less than I thought. He was around like 25%, 30% the last two years on defense and then like 40%, 35% on special teams.
0: Um okay a backup player i mean he, he can hold his own but he's nothing nothing to write home about i, I saw that and i was like cool that, that was I, I i don't really care
1: yeah one you might care about though uh adam butler to the dolphins that one uh bugged me uh just a little bit because because specifically of the money I mean, he signed for like dirt cheap over there uh and that's a guy who you know he's he had a good year he's kind of coming to his own and um I think he's pretty comparable to some of these other guys you brought in and and paid a lot more. Um, Yeah, For for the money they got him for, I would have loved to to keep him there for that.
0: Yeah, out of all the people they lost, that one probably ticked me off the most. Butler's a really, really quality interior D-lineman. He's not going to light the world on fire. No one's going to say he's Aaron Donald or, I don't know, Stephon it or anything like that. But he can hold his own as a a three-tech on the inside and – you know, to lose a guy like that for that minimal money when you're bringing in Devon Godshaw, who had huge bicep problems over the past couple of years, um, and Anderson from the Jets, who is nothing more than a rotational piece. I'd have rather, I, I I'd, I'd have rather brought Butler back with those guys. Um, you know, it, it was a little frustrating to see him go.
2: Yeah, I have no idea uh, what the story is there, like why he. Why wow, he's gone, uh, especially for that contract, I've, it doesn't doesn't really add up to me, especially with their massive spending spree throughout the rest of the off season. Um, yeah, I mean that,
1: nine and a half a over confusing. over two years, just odd.
2: That's definitely a head scratcher. I, yeah, I, it's no longer really in Bill we trust. I don't know. Past couple seasons, so I don't really know what he like an explanation for that one for sure.
1: Yeah, Um, another guy to watch, you know. I think even even more so than Marcus Cannon. Um, Keep an eye on how he does uh, over in Miami. Um, Especially you'll see him twice twice this coming year. Um, Minor move; they did release Marquise Lee, who who Mike, I know that you (laughs) in the uh, the lost wide receiver episode. Uh, you you profess your love for Marquise
0: Lee in the lost files. <laughs> yeah, um, good fucking riddance. No, go I on. might have to go
1: dig out you. You were <laughs> loving this guy in that. I might have to go find those Lee. sound bites.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I remember bringing that up about how uh, he was he was, what was it like a, they, they brought him in to be like a wide receiver three or four or something like that. and He ended up being a wide receiver 10 yeah, uh, by the end of all their moves and everything else. Oh, he, I think you said I mean, he, 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 he might,
1: he might've been, if he, if he, he didn't opt out, he was going to be like he, the best wide receiver on the roster. I, mean, I think that yeah, was the I, honestly,
0: I think I probably did say something like <laughs> that. Now that you bring it up, G- given, given if you look at their wide receiver core last year, it wasn't that far fetched of a take. Um, I mean, it, it, that their wide receiver core last year was really, really freaking bad. Um, but at this point, yeah, I mean, not really good fucking riddance, but just good luck to him. Uh, you know, he, he's had a bit of a tough go of it over the past few years. He's still got some talent in there. I think he can still latch on somewhere. So hopefully he finds a gig and uh, gets himself onto a roster and plays his way into at least some reps on the offensive end somewhere.
1: Yeah, he's – uh... I think he's still still jobless right now, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, maybe you'll be right. Maybe he breaks out. Then you can come back and rub it in our faces. Uh, yeah. Pats did release uh, Bo Allen as well. That was the guy they brought in last year, the defensive lineman. I think he's a nose tackle. Uh, he was hurt in, in preseason, I believe, or training camp and kind of a bust. Um, he was supposed to be the, kind of the solve at that position. Um and you know him getting hurt, not being there, kind of was a big reason why uh, like their run defense was so bad. So uh, minor move, they released him uh, and they brought in some help. Uh, Patrick Chung also retired. Um, that that I think is a, more of news. But uh, with Jalen Mills and with Kyle Duggar, that skill set to me is, is sort of redundant. Um, so you I mean you're looking at a guy who's a little older, he's had some injury problems, um, and after taking a year off. Uh, maybe it just made some sense for both the team and for him to to hang it up.
2: Yeah, I mean, sad to see Chung Chung go, but yeah, you know, he's sailing off into the sunset. Multiple time champion, yeah, good for him, man. All the best to you.
0: Good for Chung, honestly. I mean, it, you know, I'm happy for him. Uh, he had a great career in New England always a good contributor on those super bowl teams wishing nothing but best retirement uh hope he finds a lot of success and um and whatever his next endeavor in life is and uh yeah he's a smart guy and i'm sure he'll do great things
1: yeah and then uh in our latest uh i think these are the last moves to the texans uh, Moncrief, dante marcus signed with the texans and they they traded ryan Izzo to the texans as well um yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit about Ryan Izzo. And I, Dante Moncrief is... I mean, he came in and he ran hard, but, like,
2: passed it. Yeah, I mean, they ain't got no hole at tight end anymore. Yeah. See you, Izzo.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God they got anything for him. Yeah. Yeah. A um,
1: couple of minor moves, and then we'll 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 be done with the departures, and we move on to the signings. Uh, Brandon Copeland, he went to the Falcons. Uh somebody something called a michael pinkney uh was released never heard of that <laughs> Cassius, <That's awesome>. uh, <laughs> Cassius was not up. even
0: someone something, he, something called a michael
1: Pinkney yeah. <laughs> um like who, I, I know a lot of people on the, michael pinkney like what is this you um, probably
0: know more of the more the back end of the bench players than either Zach or I, and if you're saying something, called a Michael. I've St. never yeah. heard that name before. I, I never heard that name before.
1: Like, there's this other guy, like Cash Malua. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the last name right, but I'd I heard a lot about him, and people were talking about him in training camp and stuff like that, and I mean, they released him, uh, but he was a depth guy, same position linebacker. I've heard of him, but I just... Yeah. So, um, and then uh, they got rid of the Nazi kicker, Justin Rohrwasser. They released him, so that's kind of a bust of a pick. They picked him in like the fourth round or something like that, dude. Absolutely fell on his yeah.
0: face,
2: yeah. But so, they found a they found the goat, Nick, Falk.
0: yeah. Nick I, Falk. So, um, quick, quick little story for you here uh, on Roar Wasser. Um, so when he got drafted, uh, I live with a kid this year who was the backup quarterback for him in high school, so he played on the same high school team as Justin Roar Wasser. And In a few weeks, I've talked to you guys about the draft. He will be the kid coming on uh, to do the draft preview with us. He's the kid who scouts. He went to high school with Rohrwasser. So if you guys got any questions on Rohrwasser for him, feel free to shoot away on what kind of person he is. He can probably give you some insight. Can you tell us if this guy was a Nazi? Uh, From what I remember (laughs) him telling me about him, he said he didn't, he wasn't, I think he said he was a little crazy, but I don't think he said he was like actually anything like that. So you'd have to ask him when he comes on.
1: All right, all right. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll tease that a little. Uh, we'll bring in an expert for uh, for the draft. Um, go through some of what we think the, the paths might do and evaluate some of the guys that have been mentioned around the team. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I think that that's it. We got for departures. Um, awful pick for Justin Rauwasser. That was gross. Um, but. Moving on, for people that are returning, Jakob Johnson signed a, a contract to come back. Um, Nick Folk as well. Um, he was surprisingly good last year. They brought back uh, Cody Davis, special teamer, kind of a, a lesser-known special team teamer. Carl Davis, uh, I think he's a, a nose tackle, a little bigger guy. Um, he got in there a little bit. Uh, Justin Bethel, they brought him back. Uh, Bethel! I know, Zach, big yeah, Bethel guy.
2: Yeah,
1: fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Bethel, I want Bethel, I like Bethel, yeah, but
2: um,
1: I think that they two million.
2: Youth. He's getting paid the same as fucking Terrence Brooks. Let's go. Yeah,
1: uh, he's good. He's getting paid almost as much as Cam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably contribute more than Cam will on a positive end next year, so that's fine. I hope not. I hope not either. But I, I got no idea. Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I hope not either. But Actually, I'm not no. You
2: me. know what? I hope he does because I hope that means that they fucking go out and get somebody else.
1: No, you can't waste this year. You no, should. trade up, trade up. What do you mean waste
2: this four? year? You waste this year if you if you put Cam as your starter. Trade or up like,
0: to four. Go get Justin Fields. Well, just I mean, free
1: agents last like it's like you get like two, maybe three years out of a guy, and then you start dinking and dunking. Yeah, we're gonna restructure here. We're gonna cut you here take a haircut on this blah blah. blah. I'm going to move some money around. <laughs> and and yeah, how many guys suck by the second or third year that they signed that first contract Cam sucks. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, some of the bigger names they brought back, uh, Lawrence guy. He was one of the later additions, uh, this off season. I thought that they might lose him. Um, he's 31 years old. Um, but he plays a big role in this defense. He was, he's been phenomenal at least the past two years. um, I love the guy, and I'm stoked they got him back. I'm shocked that he uh, came back. I think the depressed market played a big role there. I think that's a, a win for the Pats.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Lawrence Guy. Um, I was happy to bring him back, quality player.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're going to lose Adam Butler, bring him back. Guy at least softens that blow a little bit. Um, big help there on the middle of the defensive line.
1: Yeah. Um, another guy they brought back, James White, uh, 29, three-time captain. And uh, he had a down year last year, uh, which I know – I think you can both attribute it to sort of personal – I don't want to say issues, tr- personal tragedy, really, uh, yeah. with his parents. And um, and then, and then, you know, Cam played a big role in that as well. You, you go from a quarterback who – He's really good at deceiving the screen and, uh, you know, getting the ball to the, to the flat. And Cam just wasn't able to do that consistently or well at all, and uh, and make the right read and get the ball there. So I think both those things uh, played a role in, in a down year for James White.
2: Yeah, I mean, when your quarterback can't throw the ball at all, and he's just uh, he's just a running back. Uh, that's definitely going to hurt your, your running, your, uh, pass catching running back. I mean, then you got the emergence of other guys in the backfield. Um, so he's going to, his role is going to keep getting smaller, but he's a great guy to have in the locker room there, especially for the young, young running backs in the room. Uh, awesome guy to bring back. Absolutely. Love James White. Sweet feet.
1: Yeah, um, I just it, my only concern with James White. I mean, I, I I ultimately like the signing. It's I mean, it's short money. It's like it's like a million bucks. I mean, how do you how do you knock that? Um, so I uh, no issue with the signing per se. It's just more of you know, Cam's still here. Are we gonna have more of the same? Is he, do we think that he's gonna be able to contribute at a at a large level? Um,
2: no. I'm curious why another team didn't
1: didn't come after this guy. Uh, specifically, I mean, I know we talked okay. about Tom being and in, in, in Tom himself, but Tom liked this guy. This guy clicked with Tom. I don't. I'm kind of shocked that he didn't sign a million dollars to go win a Super Bowl with Tom.
0: Why, why would Why would the Bucks do that? They got Playoff Lenny.
1: Playoff Lenny dropped every single pass thrown his way. But he's Playoff Lenny? He can run the ball. He can catch the ball in the playoffs.
2: He is Playoff. It doesn't Lenny. matter. He's All Playoff right. Lenny. That's well, that's that's
1: that's it. Playoff Lenny can't catch. Well, David Andrews, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Zach and I just completely
0: bullied the whole James White to Tampa out of <laughs>
1: um, What the hell happened with David Andrews?
0: No idea. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> this but is the like, biggest hometown discount I've ever seen.
0: 4 yeah. for 19 for that guy? Like that. I, I don't know where he ranks among the league centers because I'm not a center expert by any stretch of the imagination. But, like, he's worth more than $19 million over four years. I mean, holy crap. He must have really wanted to play in New England or had just the worst market ever because that's stupid cheap for him.
1: I mean, it was like – all I heard leading up to it was the Dolphins are in. The Dolphins are in on him. I heard that the Falcons, because their center is old, and, you know, David Andrews is a good old boy from – from Atlanta I think he played college down there talked about wanting his kid to grow up down there um I think the Cardinals were, were had a needed center and you had these teams here and it was like I think later it came down to to the Dolphins and the Pats between Ted Karras and uh David Andrews and it was like whoever whoever gets David Andrews the other one's getting Ted Karras the Pats went out and signed Ted Karras and it was like oh Well, Andrews was gone. I mean, the reporting, there were people around the team saying it. And it was like all of a sudden he signed for, like, dirt with the Patriots. It's like, what the hell?
2: You guys want to guess where David Andrews rakes and cap hit next year among centers? Uh,
0: Oh, goodness. Eighth. Um, 17th.
1: 27th. Oh my God, that's a that,
2: that's like <laughs> Ted Carries is who? Ted Carries is 18th.
0: <laughs> You're kidding me. No. <laughs> How are there 26 centers making more money than David Andrews next year? Don't oh, know. I don't Who's know. Signed- again, I don't know where he ranks, but I, I can almost guarantee you there are not 26 centers <laughs> better than David Andrews in the NFL. I can guarantee you that. Who signed Matt Skura?
2: Uh he was uh Miami. Oh, that's who they got?
1: That dude sucks. Yeah,
2: he's right above Andrews at he's 26. That guy sucks. That guy is awful. Yeah, and he's making more than Andrews.
1: Yeah. So I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if he <laughs> just screwed up his free agent process. I maybe he went out late and teams have already made moves and planned around him not being available, but Financially, he made a mistake. I, as a Pats fan, you gotta love it. But <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's like, it's like <laughs> but I'm glad. To, I'm glad we didn't lose him. Great, great fucking guy. Great, folk, oh, great player, dude. That absolutely.
2: that video of him on the duck boat, just having his shirt off, slugging beers, is just ingrained in my memory. he will be my favorite Patriot, other than. My punter, but you know,
1: other than that. he's legitimately a guy that you can go and get a jersey for, which, like, yeah, not a lot of guys in this team you can say that about right now. Maybe the tight mm-hmm. ends now, yeah. Um, yeah, last two uh returning players, Dietrich Wise came back. He's sneaky, making some good money. Um, I mean, I like the player, I think he's starting to come into his own a little bit at the end of the year last year started to really pop and, and make some plays. So I'm good to have him back. But I think it's like he's got some incentives in there that can like get him up to some pretty good cash.
2: A four for 22.
1: I want to say there was – if he hits his incentives, doesn't he get up to like like 10 a year or something?
0: Probably. I'm not I 100% a sure incentives. on his contract details, but yeah. good for Good for him for getting the bag.
2: Yeah, like I mean the... he, he played pretty he played good last year. I mean him and Judon uh causing havoc on the outside. Uh should the Pats had a tough time putting pressure on anybody last year. So anybody that's gonna help that, I'm all in for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you just yeah, no. you just gotta hope that he keeps improving and um especially with a lot of help and, and, you know, he, he won't be your number one pass rusher, never number one edge rusher anymore. Uh, you got to think he can, he can continue to grow and, you know, become more of a force
0: in this defense. Yeah. Um, no, hopefully he can, he can be a contributor off that edge and, uh, help out over there, especially in the, the three, four that they're probably going to run.
1: Yeah. Uh, now moving on, be the, uh, the last returning player, sort of the big uh Ugh. elephant in the room, they did bring back cam newton uh he was their only quarterback move thus far uh it's just it's sad it's just sad
2: I mean with everything else that you went out and did. And you don't address the most important position on the team. Like I, I, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I got to be honest. I absolutely hated it. But um, I'm hoping – I guess the optimistic glass half-full side of me is, is hoping that the personnel had a lot to do with him sucking. Him getting COVID had a lot to do with him sucking. His first year in the system had a lot to do with him sucking. And that with better personnel without the COVID factor, with a full-off season in the system with new guys, he'll play better. Um, but I don't know, and I don't think that's going to happen. I, The realistic side of me just think this was a giant mistake. And I don't know what else you do there. I'm hopeful, again, praying to God they trade up to number four and go get Justin Fields. Um, but I don't know. I don't think Cam's that, and I think that was a mistake to bring him back.
2: Dude, I mean, you got fucking Mitchell Trubisky out there signing a one-year, $2.5 million deal to be the backup for the Bills. You couldn't convince him to come start for you for a year? Like, or, or, what, what are we doing? Yeah, he, He's good. He can actually throw the ball. He can win games. Cam can't. Can't do anything. Uh, this, I don't know. Regardless of any of the other moves they make, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a struggle watching Cam play again.
1: Yeah, I, all I can hope for is that there was a conversation where they said, you know, you're not plan A. You're not even plan C. And there's a realistic, if not probable, chance that you, you're going to be the backup. Are you okay with that? Can you handle that? I hope that that conversation happened. Um, I don't... The cynicism in me thinks that this team actually believes in Cam and they think that he can... They they buy all of the reasons that people said he sucked. That it wasn't him, it was COVID. And, you know, he was good before that. And there was the roster. And it was a short season. And he didn't get time to ramp up and the, the, the surrounding cast. And I, I find myself... As the offseason goes on and with some of the more exciting moves, like as I get more excited about the team, like like in the back of my head, I'm, I'm like I feel myself almost wanting to believe those excuses. But like I just know like week one will roll around and he'll just suck. Like he'll just suck. He won't throw the football. They won't be able to like – that part is going to suck.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to watching him again.
2: You just got to hope that something else is in, is in the plan.
1: <sighs> yeah. Um, but let's move on to uh, warmer weather and uh, happier times. We'll, we'll go on to some of these new big names that they went and they brought in. Uh, the first of which, John Johnnie Smith, 25 year old coming from the Titans, uh, really athletic guy. I mean, he, he can, he can do a lot. And, uh, you know, for me, he, he there was a soundbite of him. And he was saying, you know, all I know is work. Let's get to work. Coming from a, a system with Mike Vrabel, who coaching style, I think, in that he's, he's sort of all about work and results. And uh, less so of kind of a player's coach, if you will. I think that that might mesh well and might not be as jarring as coming from like a Pete Carroll um, type coach type uh, organization and head coach so i think that he's going to be a good fit with this system with with the kind of their mantra and uh i'm excited i think the money uh yeah maybe a little bit high but um i mean he's a good guy and you're getting a guy in his prime and uh i don't mind it at all you had a big a big gaping hole there i'm here for it i like the signing
2: um yeah you know, in the in the, the lost lost tight end episode, I wasn't too too high on Jonu Smith. I'm all in now. Uh, now he's actually here. You know, he's going to be an all. He's going to be a stud, Pro Bowler, probably best tight end, second best tight end in the league behind Hunter Henry. Um, so you know, I'm all, I'm all here for it.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was in on John Um I think, in the last tight end episode, and I was thrilled when they signed him. Uh, And for evidence, you know, you can see the WBL chat where I typed John U with four exclamation points in all capital letters. Um, And the only part of that I disagree with on Zach is that he will be the best tight end in the league because he's tight end one on the New England Patriots because he signed first for one extra year because he's the better tight end going forward.
2: Um, Uh, That's that's where I disagree. He's just not. He's tight end one. He's tight end. Uh, no, nah, he's bigger, he's... so he's going to attract more double teams, create more openings for Henry. Henry's going to have better numbers this year.
0: Tight, tight end one gets more double teams.
2: Eh, but Henry's going to have better numbers, so
0: it's in fact, No, tight end one.
2: All right, Mike, I'm, I'll make you bet more more fantasy points. Uh, Hunter Henry over Johnu. Uh,
0: Dorito or four for four or like Chipotle? Sure, so Chipotle. We, uh, right, Chipotle, but I got Jonu. Nice I got on
1: film too. No backing out of this one.
0: Uh, oh, oh, there's no in. backing out of this one. I'm all in on Jonu. Uh,
1: well, yeah, well, let's move over to Hunter Henry. They went, and that was kind of a shock. I mean, they had that big first day, and I think it was like the next day, right? They signed everyone that first yeah. day, and then went to bed, woke up, and it was like 10 a.m. I think. Like boom, fucking Hunter Henry signs with the Patriots. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, um, I bro. mean, I was not I was not in at first on the John Jonu signing because I thought it meant the Pats were not going to get Hunter Henry, who I was my number one tight end that I wanted, um, and they still pull him out of nowhere, which just absolutely baffled me, especially with all the money they spent on day one, but creating that dynamic that they used to have with. Gronk and are uh, trying to recreate with Gronk and Hernandez is I'm all here for it. Let's get it rolling, baby. I'd love it.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was pretty surprised on day two when I looked and it said the pad signed Henry too. I was like, wait, what? Like, I, you, you thought they were going to get one of the big tight ends, um, but to see them get the top two tight ends on the market shows you how Belichick felt about the position and how badly he wanted to address it and you're going to see them operate out of a lot of 12 personnel this year, which is two tight ends, two wide outs, and a running back. Um, you're going to see both of those dynamic weapons on the field. They're going to be the top two targets in the offensive system because they still don't have a true number one wide receiver. But having these two guys in here compensates for that. You've got those weapons now. Um, they're both great playmakers in the open field. Uh, Henry more of a possession route runner type tight end. John who more of that stretch the field athletic freak kind of tight end. They both do different things well. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, I'm very happy to have them both. It's a big contract number, but with the salary cap number spiking in a couple of years, it's, it's not going to look that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, they go out and bring in the, the, the top two tight ends off the board. And I think, I, I think they're both really good fits for this team. They can bunch up around the line of scrimmage, uh, and both those guys, I think, are versatile enough that allow you to to run the ball effectively. You can get into some big man formations. So um, you know, if Cam Newton is going to be your quarterback, and even if he's not going to be your starting quarterback, this team has a history of running the ball. Uh, they've run it well. They've run it effectively with a lot of different backs. They're big in their, uh, and they're strong in offensive line. So I think it gives you some deception, right? You can line up in these bunch formations, run play action, and you've got two kind of elite, options uh coming right out of the line and you force uh defenses to go a little bigger uh, a little slower so i think i think that is a good fit specifically for how this offense has been built um i like that a lot the downside is i mean it just shows how bad that they screwed up the assy and keen picks i mean like those guys you, you just got went out and paid and locked up two tight ends in their prime like the only way these guys are seeing the field Keen, I think, was kind of like more of a scrappy, less positionless, like like not not really a a less less of a pass catching threat, more just kind of a physical guy who was willing to to put his body in a lot of situations. Like maybe he slots in it, fullback, or maybe maybe they can scrap their way onto special teams and see the field that way. But um, you know, other than that, I don't see a lot of room for these guys on the field.
2: I mean, if the if the top two guys need a breather and they need to bring in these guys to come block for a play, then yeah, I mean that's about it. Uh, barring injury, uh, don't expect to see much of Asiasi Asi or Keen.
0: Yeah, um, those two picks unfortunately got wasted. Uh, you know they they didn't show much last year. Um, I think Asiasi's is probably the favorite to be the third tight end if one of those two goes down, um, but. You know, neither of them offers you much long-term. So, you know, it, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, if there's an injury, I think they'll see the field. But, like, even if they just need a breather, like, how often does, like, tight end three get on the field for a football team? Like, never.
2: Yeah, very rare. Doesn't so,
1: much. I don't think they have uh, much of a future, future with the Patriots. Um, they're going to have to do some work if – if they want to see the field, you know, maybe they, if they get relegated to the practice squad, maybe another team wants to pick them up and they see something that nobody else sees, but, um, you know, sucks that they wasted two third round picks. Those are valuable picks. And, uh, especially in a draft that was loaded with wide receiver. Um, but, but on the other hand, glad that they addressed the need and they, um, in a big way. So, um, and those are two kind of the big three signings. The last, of course, is is Matthew Judon coming over from the Ravens. Uh, that guy was a force in the playoffs. And uh, that game where the Ravens played the Bills, it was a defensive battle. And he had his way with uh, with the Bills' offensive line. I mean, he was a force. So um, I know that, I mean... I know he's got some stuff that he needs to work on. He's not like a bona fide stud, but, I mean, he's got all the tools if he can stay healthy, especially with the way that Bill has been able to utilize um, guys, I, I, especially, in, you know, the front seven. Yeah, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's excited too uh, in his press conference. He said he, he's in the best possible place he could be. Um, basically big fuck you to the Ravens. Uh, I love it. He's happy to be here. He played really well last year. He's going to immediately be your best best edge rusher for sure. Um, and hopefully he'll take a lot of attention and set the table up for other guys to make plays.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree anymore with what Zach said. I was really happy to bring him in this offseason. He's a fantastic edge player. Um, and, hearing that he's happy to be here is a, a great sign. Um, you know, you'll love to see a guy like that, a guy like Juron, come in here and, and sign for good money because it, it it means that the Pats are willing to spend on a player at a premier position like that. And he's been good at that position for a good defense over the years. Hopefully he brings some of that mentality, helps the younger guys out in their development, and provides a certain element that wasn't there last year off the edge.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think the you know the the big thing with Matthew Judon is he pushes everyone else down the depth chart in a in a good way. You know, Chase Winovich, I think they were asking to do a lot of run, run, run defense, which is just not his skill set, um, and so he had some issues. I think, you know, I think his mindset too is is go and get the quarterback, and and there's value in that, um, just not when you're asking him to fill gaps and do other stuff. Um, and and he's not able to do that effectively or not willing to do that. Um, you know, his value goes up because you have a guy like Matthew Judon who can be that number one guy can fill that role and do it in a a real big way. Teams will have to double team Matthew Judon, you know, Chase Winovich now gets freed up and I think he becomes a a little bit of an afterthought. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him and and Dietrich Wise numbers to go up and, uh, also, a little bit of addition by subtraction. Like John Simon sucked. That guy, that guy was a wet napkin on on the edge last year, and uh, and he played like ninety five percent of the. Snake. He played so much, and he was awful. So uh, not only did do you get a really good edge red, edge rusher in Matthew Judon, but you get rid of John Simon. Ugh,
2: absolutely, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, he sucked. Yeah. Uh,
1: Van Noy's back. So got the Mormon back. That's big. Linebacker. He is a huge spot of need uh, knows the system and he's run it and he's done it. Well, I don't really know why the dolphins got rid of him because he kind of played pretty well for them.
2: Yeah.
0: That was kind of weird. What the dolphins losses are our game. Um, that that's fantastic. for knowing I was shocked when he got cut. And as soon as he got cut, I was like, he's coming back. Yeah. It, you just have a funny feeling like a, a guy like that. It, it didn't make sense really for him to go anywhere else. He's he's getting the bag anyways because that contract this year. So he might as well come back and ball up New England again for another year. Having uh, him and Judon play on opposite edges this year off the ball is that's going to be huge for them. And that's fantastic. Bringing Hightower back in the inside, Uchi. That that turned a strength or a weakness into a strength really really quickly with all the moves.
2: Absolutely, addition by addition there. Yeah. Love me some van Noy. Edition by addition. <laughs> um
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this at eleven twelve at night, so some of the humor is gonna be a little bit, you know, off the walls. by
1: edition. I don't think that's the saying, but I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> it's a Fox profile saying, so Edition by addition. By-
2: we're also gonna need a, a, a little mic get that bag tracker on on the pod, please.
0: Yeah. Oh God! What do we got? Like, yeah, DS, when you're editing this, like, let us know (laughs) what the tracker's at.
1: He just he he sees a uh, someone get paid. He's like, oh, love that. Get the bag. Get the bag. (laughs) Yep. Respect it. Um. So Ted Karras. Uh. And then we'll move on to the wide receivers. But I did want to mention. So they brought in Ted Karras, which I think that at the time. I don't think they or anyone thought that David Andrews was coming back. Um, But that's a sneaky good depth piece on the offensive line, Mm -hmm. right? Like somebody goes down and you're no longer sticking like one of these depth offensive linemen like uh, they have for a hold or was he the one they dropped last year? I mean, they've got like some lesser names down there. Um, Corey Cunningham, uh, Marshall Newhouse. I don't think he's there anymore. But, like, I mean, you've got these depth guys, and I think that, you know, Ted Karras, he was a captain for the Dolphins last year. The guy can play. He's versatile. He can go around the line. You've got some other guys who can move, like who, If a tackle goes down, he can slide out. Um, that's a, a real big addition for this team. And Ted Karras, you know, proved, uh, you know, with the Patriots and with the Dolphins, that he, he can play. He's not a bad guy. That's why he got paid. Um. That's a, that's a real good depth piece for a unit, you know, in, in which uh, you've got some injury concerns.
2: Yeah, I mean, before they knew David Andrews was coming back, I, I think Ted Karras was signed to be the, the starting center next year. Oh, um, yeah. So I I love it.
0: Yeah, if, if I were said Karras, I'll be honest, I'd probably be pretty pissed when I saw the Andrews contract. I'd be like, man, I signed on to be the starting center in New England give myself a chance to get a real salary raise next year. And now he's just the swing interior offensive lineman. Um, You know, I mean, it's fantastic for the organization. You know, he can play center, right guard, or left guard. Um, If they suffer an injury because of Owen Wendor's experience, you can shift him outside, put Karrison on the inside, not really see a significant drop-off in any of the respective positions. Um, And and he really helps them out, like you said, Dan. Uh, You know depth-wise they are in a much better position this year than they were last year on the O-line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um quickly, uh they did they did sign some other other guys uh on the defensive side. Uh a special teamer Leroy Reynolds, uh a linebacker Raquan McMillan from the Raiders, uh Montrevious Adams, I think he came from the Packers, but I might have that wrong. Um and uh, the guy from the Jets, um, Henry Anderson. So they brought in those guys. And I think there was one more. Wasn't there a guy from the Dolphins too? Like a big boy up front.
0: Devon Godshaw. Godshaw. Yeah, yep, Godshaw. I like him. I like him. He's a Butler replacement.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to... Oh, and Jalen Mills. They did bring in Jalen Mills. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be too familiar with these guys other than, you know, what we heard after they got signed. Um, I did read... I was like in a a hole and I read some, some jets, uh, a jets article and they were like, look, the jets couldn't stop the run with Henry Anderson and the Patriots just paid him a bunch to come stop the run for them. So I think jets fans kind of like laughing at Patriots fans for signing Henry Anderson. That'll be something to watch. I don't think he's like the guy by any means. I mean, they've got like a couple guys down there now between Godshaw him and he brought back Lawrence guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped someone down there too. But um just some names to look out for. I think it adds a lot of a lot of depth, especially in places where they need it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm fine with those with those signings up front. They replace some of the other depth guys that were there, and uh, hopefully, Godshot can replicate what Butler did.
2: Yeah. The the only one the Mills signing was a little interesting to me. Um, I seems like kind of a lot of money for a guy who hasn't really shown to be that great of a corner uh, and especially with all the other guys they have there and then another guy Jason McCourty still out on the market not re-signed yet the The Mills one was a little bit of a head scratcher to me
0: yeah I was not a fan of the Mills signing I that was one of the two signings I did not
1: Like, yeah, I mean, I don't really really know him. Uh, The one thing that pisses me off, uh, probably for dumb reasons, but like the dude's hair is green, which is fine when you were on the Eagles, (laughs) but the hair needs to change now. Make it red or blue or like some combination of red, white, and blue, but like you're not on the Eagles anymore. Green's gotta go. Sweet. (laughs) You can't do (laughs) it. It's gotta be reasoning. (laughs) It's gotta go. That's that hair needs to change.
0: Um, Yeah, you can't have the green hair here. It doesn't no, work like unless he's you're not in Philly. I, although then again, he could be saying, I'm keeping the green hair, you know, to support the Celtics, but you know,
2: nobody supports the Celtics. They suck too.
0: Yeah.
1: Go to that trash podcast that I uh, was talking a lot smack about Fox profiles.
0: Yeah. We, we, we love all the pods under the umbrella here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fixing the talk sports and melting off sports. Love them. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Um, <laughs>
1: They should start a Celtics one. I mean, there's a big hole there, you know, big, big sport in town. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll bring it up to Dan and we'll see if we can get some, uh, some guys to talk about them.
0: surprised there's no Red Sox pod.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, last two before we call it a wrap uh, wide receiver. I wasn't thrilled with the signings. I don't mind Kendrick Bourne, especially for the money. Um I think his story and what, I, what I've what i learned about him since, I think he'd be a good fit. Uh, so I don't mind him. I think he's a good fit. The the Nelson Aguilar one, I, I if any of these are going to be a bust, and some of them the odds tell you will be busts, my money is on the Nelson Aguilar one. Yeah, he got overpaid by a lot, especially we, we saw that that was a mistake, and I think people learned later that the wide receiver market was a way down. Um, I just like Aguilar's a speed guy. He's an outside the numbers. Like I'm going to burn you and you throw it up to me. And if cam's your quarterback, I just don't see how that works. Cam struggles to throw the ball, especially downfield and especially outside the numbers. And that's like, that's like where this guy eats. Like, did we just pay this guy well above market to go be a decoy and stretch the defense?
2: No, we paid him because Cam is not going to be the quarterback. because Cam sucks. Oh, get a real right? quarterback, and then this guy is is going to be a great addition. They got tons of guys over the middle now to create one on one for him outside and let him eat. The, I think it's a fantastic signing when they get a real quarterback. It's going to be even great. for the money. Yeah, I think
1: mm-hmm. he might eat those words.
2: We'll see. I, I I mean, he got overpaid.
1: Like that's just like he got well overpaid.
2: I mean, not well overpaid. I mean, he got a little overpaid, but like, he, he could have probably got like ten million a year. But I mean, I mean 13, you, had, yeah.
1: you had a had guys him for like seven, eight. Like, what did I'm gonna look up? Kenny Galladay. I don't think he signed for all that much.
0: Kenny Galladay got like eighteen million from the Jets. Fuck. A year per year. I think it was like four for seventy-two. Yeah, you're right. Um. On the wide receivers, fine with the Kendrick Bourne one. Good possession receiver. On Nelson Aguilar, my mom told me when I was young, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. That's uh that, that's that's what I got for you there. Nah, roast him. Yeah, I fucking hate the signing. Guys, guys overrated as shit. He had forty eight catches last year. He he averaged three catches per game. Uh, I don't think he's that good. Um he's He wasn't that good in Philly. He had a career year and a contract year, and now all of a sudden he's being hailed as this great deep threat. The guy's an overrated bum with drop issues in the past. He doesn't give you much more than what you could have gotten from any random guy off the street who's fast who can run deep. You could have paid a guy $5 million a year to catch three passes a game running deep routes. I I mean, this is a stupid fucking signing, and it it just shows that Bill still does not know how to evaluate wide receivers. Forty some odd years into the job, he can figure out every other position but that one. I friggin' hate the Nelson Aguilar signing. I think he's going to suck this year. I think he was a waste of money, and he's going to cost them a game late in an important part of the season. Fuck him. Dang.
2: I disagreed so much. He will never cost them a game because Cam will never throw him the ball.
0: It doesn't matter if it's Cam. I don't care. He fucking. <laughs> it blows. does
2: because Cam he fucking blows. sucks. It's, no, he does not. You're just he you're likes. just completely wrong on that. You just hate the guy for no reason.
0: We, we, we're, pay, just, we're paying him Wait, 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 three wait passes,
1: three. Is, 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 okay He's not going to impact the game Because Cam won't throw him the ball Or is it, he will get the ball But it won't be from Cam Like it's,
2: it's one of the I, He's not, he, he's not going to be The reason they leave the game I can promise you that
0: He's going to drop a pass at, a, at an important point In the game, that I can guarantee you at some point it's gonna This happen. offense is going to I mean, be every while, wide receiver
2: has done that in the league I don't, yeah, that I mean, okay, but
0: the the guy
1: was overpaid. I know Kenny Galladay got paid at eighteen, but like, here's some names over Nelson Aguilar. Would you take Curtis Samuel?
2: Yep. Uh, no, not for that position. Don't understand that. I absolutely Samuel wouldn't. plays over the middle. I don't know what like.
1: Do you already the got enough role. guys there? Did you take Corey Davis? Probably.
2: No, they're about the same. Uh, yeah.
1: What about Marvin Jones?
2: No. No. Wolf Fuller? Nope. Yes. Nope. He plays two games a year. Nope. What about AJ Green? Nope. No. What about AJ Green and
1: Marvin Jones? No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no need for that. <laughs> that
0: that's I mean, it's the same price
1: 20. tag. Taking both those guys, same price.
2: No need for the both those old bums.
0: I mean how I'd was... take three of those guys over over Agalor.
1: I mean Smith Schuster signed a one year deal at eight, so he's probably just waiting to hit the market. I just think that there was there was some stuff to be at here.
2: I mean I, I would, I would, have, I loved I would try to Samuel go in and Corey get in Golly Day. I don't a Golly day. I don't know I don't know where else you really want them to go. Like... Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel. Like yeah, Cory da- offense is Corey. L- Corey Davis is getting is getting ten million next year. Like what what are, what are we talking about? It's the same I mean, thing. No,
1: no, no. When you break it down to AAV, like like all of the past contracts were like, we'll pay you one million dollar this year and we'll pay you we'll split the signing bonus. Like we'll give you a chunk there, so you'll you'll get you get enough money this year, but your money is coming. They did that with other contracts, but if you look at AAV, like what Corey Davis is making twelve five and Aguilar is at eleven. It's a difference of one and a half mil.
0: Yeah. Uh, like I'd rather Davis,
1: I just think that, yeah, they're different skill sets, you're right, they go over the middle but they're not they're not this deep outside the numbers, jump up and catch the ball, but this offense has survived for a long time without that guy, and they've yep. excelled without that guy.
2: You don't need it, right, but they had an, no they they had an opening at that point, they didn't have an opening at the middle, they got the two tight ends, they got Edelman. Uh, they already got, they get, and then they go and get Kendrick Bourne too. Like
0: you got, you got those Edelman's pieces. Dead. Edelman's dead. But All right, well that, that's too
2: bad because you're still paying him the money and he's still on the team. So you're not going to sign another guy, an extra guy to play that position when you need. People yeah, on but the like outside.
1: when you had, so you had Damian Dole, you had Edelman, and you had a uh, like Chris Hogan. Like none of those guys were the deep threat. Chris I mean, Hogan was say, the outside guy. What are you, you can talking say about? that Chris Hogan was the outside guy, but like he wasn't. He wasn't this. I'm gonna blow off the top defense guy he just isn't that he's not that
2: he was the outside guy though Aguilar's not not the fastest guy in the world like what like I don't know what you guys are smoking here like
0: well if he's not the fastest guy in the world then then he's he only had forty eight catches last year. I don't really care how many yards he had he only had forty eight catches like that that's three catches per game if he's healthy for the whole season Aguilar's and you're paying that guy an average of eleven million dollars a year. he's basically making almost a million a game to catch three balls. Maybe, See, that, maybe they use him differently, like
1: but I mean, Aguilar has been and was like last year a deep threat. That's what he was. Yeah. I'm saying that this offense has excelled without a deep threat. And in two tight end sets.
0: You're
2: right. And they got that. Like,
1: So they don't need the deep threat guy. So like, the no, argument so they over, don't like,
2: need another guy over the middle. Like what?
1: No, but like when you're they gonna had run a...
2: everybody, you're going to run all five guys over the middle, just run mesh like we do in fucking WBL, FBL, whatever. Yep. No, you're not. That's just wrong, Mike. You're just not. I
1: mean, you can stack guys up. You can run boxes. You can send some guys up, like out to the wide, but like and, and the flat and, and you can do little things with them. You can screen guys. You can pick guys. You can do all those things. You don't, it's not like, oh, what are they all going to go stand at like right in between the hash marks together? Like, no, that's not how that's going to work. You can run multiple guys over the middle. You can run four guys across the middle. You can, And and when you have four guys that can run across the middle, you don't run all four at the same time across the middle. You know, some guys fake it, they go up wide, you run two across the middle. You have some, one guy go sit in the flat, take up space, draw the defender away. You, like like, It's not just because you have those guys that have the skill set. Those are the only plays you're going to be limited to.
2: Yeah, I... I uh. I just we just fundamentally disagree on what, what they needed at that point and yeah.
1: I hope you're right. I just don't especially with Cam. And even without Cam, I don't I don't I don't see it, man.
0: Don't he, get me wrong. To me I is mean, the
1: one that's primed to be the bust out of this group.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm gonna root for Aguilar in the season when it's going on. I don't like the signing. Nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change that unless he... Really, really proves his money worth. No, not much is going to change. Okay. And he he was overpaid. He was Yeah, um,
2: I mean slightly, but I mean you know so was Corey Davis. Like
1: I wouldn't even say it was, oh, oh, like slightly. Like he he got way more money he than he should have. He got more than he should have gotten. He should have been like a seven million dollar a year guy.
2: Eight. No, he was gonna he was gonna get nine to eleven no matter what. So.
1: Um, that said, the, the, my my kind of final parting thought with all of these acquisitions is this is the first time we've seen an offense for the Patriots where they made moves right off the bat. I mean, how many, how many years has it been that they wait and see who's going to fall, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency, whether it's their own guys, um, where they send them out and they say, if the money's there, otherwise come crawling back. Um, and sometimes it's worked, but sometimes you end up with Bo Allen's falling to you or Cam Newton's falling to you. This is the first time in a while that the team has identified who they liked. And right from the go, when other options were available, they said, no, these are who we want. This is who we believe in. And they paid them like like they believe in them. I think that's in, an, in, a, in and of itself intriguing. And I think we'll get to see, you know, for the, for the first time, what a real... Bill Belichick, perfect offseason looks like.
2: Yeah, I mean, this year was the first time at, that I can remember that free agency was actually fun as a Patriots fan. Um, I mean, usually it's nothing, nothing doing. Little, little fringe guy here, fringe guy there, blah, blah. Recapping the draft, re- restructure Brady's contract, and let's move on. Yeah. Uh, they made so many moves this year, and they they got so much better with all the guys they signed. They're quarterback away from being a playoff team. Um, that's it could be it could be a fun year. It could be a really depressing year if they have to go through with Cam.
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the season. I- to see Bill make all those moves and take all those risks, it was uncharacteristic for him, but it shows how badly he wants to go get one again uh, and how badly this roster needed an influx of talent. Spending big in free agency does not guarantee success. If you look at the teams that have spent big in the past, it typically doesn't even turn out to success. Um, but, you know, the the one catch here is those teams didn't have Bill Belichick to coach up that level of talent that they brought in. Uh, and for the most part, Belichick did bring in pretty good talent at multiple positions. Although, you know, personal perception may cause certain individuals to disagree on who's good and who's not at those respective positions. Uh, at the end of the day, it's exciting as a Pats fan, and I think the only thing at this point that would make it more exciting is to see them trade up for a QB in the draft. Which, you know, if it happens in the next three weeks, tune into the next Fox Profiles episode and you'll hear us talk about that. Uh, and if not, you know, we'll see what they do on draft night.
1: Yeah. Um, teams definitely got some other decisions to make and some other players to, uh, to sure up or, or make decisions on, uh, some other holes and, um, you know, question marks specifically around quarterback to come up. We'll cover all that in next week's episode. Um, But for now, uh, I think we've we've gone over pretty comprehensively all of their signings. I think this is probably a good spot to end it. Uh, So next week, we'll address some of the Jimmy G and and Sam Darnold stuff and uh, Gilmore and Burkhead and and some of these other question marks that still remain um, around the team. Uh, But that's all I got for you guys this week. Thanks for tuning in for Foxborough Files and looking forward to see you next week. Fuck Duke
0: purple hat she print dancing on the people rolled up at the after joint dancing dancing on the people people dancing on the people I got people on the people people dancing on the people with the people on the people smoking co2 see me see you dancing on the people climb up on the booth hanging from the people on the people I got people on the people dancing dancing on the people I got purple hat Sheeta print dancing on the people rolled up at the after joint dancing dancing on the people people dancing on the people I got people on the people people dancing on the people with the people on the CO2, see me see you dance on the people Climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people My the roof, dancing on the ceiling on the people I got people on the- p- Dancing on the people, I got people People